Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Rob's Random Stuff. In this podcast, we talk about topics that vary so wildly that no algorithm would dare ever pick us up. We talk about things that you've always wondered, like, how do you open a door, or how to put on pants, or even, how do you tune a violin? I'm here today with Robbie to leap into the world of hydroponics. What are hydroponics, you may ask? Honestly, it's okay, because I didn't know before this episode either, but let's find out! Like a dongle. What? Like, you know, just... Okay, this is weird. Like like what I stole from your house. Uh... It's still on my laptop. Oh, yeah, one of those. So I have one. It's called and a dongle. I don't, I don't know what it goes to. Well, it's called a dongle. Like, okay. I have a dongle, and I don't even know what it goes to. Like, it's, mm. it's not even labeled. It's kind of a useless dongle. Yeah, but I, I just, I can't live with the fact that I know this goes to something in here. Err. Hmm. What is connecting my keyboard and mouse? How do you not know that? What? Okay. I don't know what this goes to. Mm. What the hell? Okay, anyways. I'm supposed to be buying falafel tonight, but I'm not because I'm too sleepy. Falafel? Yes, you know what falafel is pretty good. Have you ever had falafel? Uh, a long time ago. How do you even know what falafel is? Because they have like a falafel place here. It comes in like, like pita stuff. Yeah, it's like chickpeas, but like on steroids. It's like a meatball of chickpeas, right? Yeah. I haven't had falafel in a long time. <clears throat> well... Okay, John, yes. your sarcastic ass can start the podcast now. That was kind of wait. Who's red and who is blue? <laughs> you picked the colors. You're red. Wait. I'm blue. This is so confusing, bro. Okay, bro, this is your system. <laughs> okay, you are fired. I'm gonna it's a, hire it's... one of James's friends. <laughs> yes, you 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 should hire Blender. Creepy. Anyways, today, what are we going to be talking about, Ruby? John, that's your section. Yes, but. Oh, the, the whole point oh, in the podcast is, is to, like, have both people having a conversation, not to read a script. Shoot. I hate conversations. Hydroponics, John! Hydroponics, that's our favorite topic, right? Oh, yeah. So, in its basic form, hydroponics is a way of growing plants without dirt. So, usually, like, in water or fertilizer. Mm. Hydroponic systems can be used in lots of places where you can't plant stuff in dirt, like in a desert or an area covered in permafrost. John, what's your favorite brand of water? Brand of water? That is kind of a random question, to be honest, Robbie. Well, I mean, it says water right here. I mean, that is fair. Um, I like Fiji, to be honest, but it's really Fiji. expensive as well. Man. It's like $4 a bottle, but like it just has like that very water taste, if you know what I mean. Like <laughs> oh. It tastes like water, you know what I mean? <laughs> very watery? Yeah. Do you remember that uh, water review that you did on your YouTube channel like three years yeah. ago? I don't remember yeah. what the water was, but it was so good. Yeah, you got it from like a 7-Eleven though, didn't you? Yes. It, they said know. it's like strained through basalt and stuff. Oh, that's the, I don't like, know if that, I believe it. That seems like something you would buy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there were any 7-Elevens by your house, though. 
Bro, this we're like the birthplace of 7-Eleven. Actually, true, I don't know that. True. Yeah. Where was Anyways. Anyways. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, actually, 7-Eleven was open in Dallas. Don't listen to me. Uh, that's kind of far away from Chicago, to be <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Anyways, hydroponic systems allow you to completely control the pH level and the amount of nutrients allowing you the best possible yield at the lowest price. And we love we love the market cost mm. of things, right? Because we are a capitalist country. We should do a podcast on retail price. That would be an interesting podcast. Or like a podcast like about like a big box store that like went bankrupt like Sears or Toy Indeed. What's it called? Toys R Us or something like that. Yeah. That'd be pretty interesting to be honest. I think so. Water and nutrient costs are relatively low, since whatever the plant doesn't soak up can be reused as opposed to getting sucked into the ground. Hydroponics also allow you to eliminate weed, pests, and bacteria due to the controlled environment. The initial cost of hydroponics is more than the initial cost of a regular farm, and you need to be a little bit more tech-savvy to get the job done. I think you're pretty tech-savvy, Robbie. I think you could probably get the job done. Yeah. I think you're tech-savvy. Yeah. I mean... I don't like break my computer like every week, so I'm pretty I'm pretty good, you know. <laughs> Anyways, if a disease should ever get into your system, it spreads extremely quick quickly and is incredibly difficult to control, often resulting in a complete loss of your plants, which for a farmer would kind of be catastrophic because like it's kind of what they rely on for their money, you know what I mean? Indeed. There are two systems of hydroponic growing. There's liquid systems and aggre- aggregate systems. The main difference between the two is that liquid systems provide no root support, whereas aggregate systems do. Beyond that, there are also two subcategories, which are open and closed. Open systems do not raise nut- reuse nutrients, but closed systems do. That's kind of cool. Indeed. So I guess we could start with liquid systems. I love liquid. I, I agree. You know, what's liquid? your favorite liquid? Uh, hmm. That's a very hard question because, like, the Earth is like formed of liquid. You know, that's true. I would, I would probably have to say water because, after all, I am jogging the water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, my favorite is nitrogen. Poggers. It's really cold. True. Okay, liquid hi- liquid hydroponic systems are actually they are closed systems, just because of their nature. And there are three commonly used techniques. The first one is the nutrient film technique. My personal favorite. This is what everybody thinks of when they hear the word hydroponics. And this is what Robbie was like bound and determined to talk about on this podcast. So you know oh, he's yeah. very in love with this topic here. I would have shot you if you didn't let me talk about this. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Typical Chicago. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> there, are, there are typically a couple of, or actually, depending on the size, you could have one or two or like 20 or 30. But you've got long pipes with plants stuck in holes at the top of the pipe. And a really shallow stream of water packed with nutrients flows through the pipes and give the plants all the nutrients that it needs. <clears throat> the nutrient film 
is exactly what it sounds like. It's it's really thin, like a couple of mil millimeters of water flowing through this pipe. And in an ideal world, the plant's roots form like a dense mat at the bottom of the pipe, so you don't really need more than a, a film. But But this is not new technology, however. The NFT technique was actually developed in 1965 by Alan Cooper at the Glasshouse Crops Research Institute in Littlehampton, England. They NFT. decided that... Uh, what? I said NFTs. NFTs. Yes. Because <laughs> we all know how successful those are. Right, yeah. I bought one for like $20 and I lost like $20 out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn. We should make some Rob's Random Stuff NFTs. Yes, just like with your face on them. <laughs> I agree. Your bald head. Oh my gosh. The, the bald series, make them limited edition. Yes, Rob's Random Bald Era. <laughs> Rob Bald. Yes. So, Alan Cooper and his, his cronies decided that a properly designed system would be based on using the correct channel slope the correct flow rate, and the correct channel length. If you have those three things, you can supply water, oxygen, and nutrients at the same time, and it's pretty smooth sailing. And he was right. They found that flow rate should generally be around one liter per minute, which for Americans, uh, one liter, two gallons. Thank you, Google. That didn't help me at all. Quartz. Okay. One liter, that is one quart. That's a quarter of a milk jug per minute, which is actually not a lot of water. At the time, actually a very little amount of water. Yeah, this, this is very tiny. They don't need that much. You just have to sure. pack the That's water sure. with stuff. Yeah, you don't want like, drain or drown the plants. Yeah. At the time of planting your plants, depending on the plants, the flow rate could be half a liter per minute, and at the maximum, you could have two per minute. Uh... Growth rates have been shown to drop when channels exceed 40 feet in length. The oxygen levels remain good, but interestingly enough, it's the nitrogen that the plants soak up the most. So you want below 40 feet tubes, but, you know, it's a lot of feet. It's probably not a problem. Stainless steel and plastic channels should also be used to avoid metal contamination. That's a simple one. And that's pretty much it. As long as you've got the right stuff, which, depending on the plant, is, is completely different stuff and completely different levels. But, you know, you can find that out on your own. You know, we were talking about, like, drowning plants. <laughs> I think. Robbie. What? We, we, you know, we were talking about, like, drowning plants. Yeah. Well, I, I have kind of a bad history with that, to be honest. I've like on? drowned a few plants in my life. A plant. Well, I like overwatered it. So, like, like you know, New Orleans style, like hurricane the bitch, or yeah, kind of, pretty much. <laughs> Basically, when I was like five, my mom was like, "Go water the flower." So I like just like filled it up like a bathtub. There oh, was so much water, and I did that every day for like a week. And then like she was like, "I wonder why they're dying." And then you know, it was quite cry to be honest. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't. Style, I didn't expect you to be serious. I don't think I have a, a very good green thumb, to be honest. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think your thumb is green at all. Yeah, it's quite white, to be honest. <laughs> Anyways, we are going Chicago to talk style. next. Yes, we're going to be talking oh, about floating. Go. With this system, 
the plant has basically grown on like a raft that like pretty much floats in nutrient ripped water and then absorbs all of the nutrients on top of the raft. The reservoir is just a large container, at least one foot deep, to support root growth, opaque to prevent algae growth, and sturdy. The raft can be just styrofoam cut to fit the reservoir and fitted with net pots, which are basically just plastic pots with holes in them, and the pots are filled about three-quarters of the way full, and they grow medium, like, coconut core? What is that? I have no idea. It's like... It's like... Like coconut coconut substances. Yes. Coconut substances. Or clay balls. The seedlings are pretty much, usually at least, planted directly in the medium. Aerators are used to, well, you guessed it, aerate the water. And aerators aerators basically um, create air bubbles in the water to keep it moving and also raise the pH, if you didn't know that. Pog. Indeed. And they also make sure the minerals and nutrients don't become stagnant because, you know, algae is not a great thing to have in your clean water. Not good. And then, and then the third type of hydroponics is aeroponics, which kind of sounds like airplane, to be honest. Indeed. And Maybe that's for a good reason. Air. Yeah, and you guessed it. It's because they grow in the air. Well, kind of. The roots are pretty much suspended in the air and misted with nutrients while they're flying. Tests have shown that water and nutrient sufficiency are better than NFT and floating systems. The biggest plus with aeroponics is that since the roots are suspended in the air, there's never a lack of oxygen because, you know, they're in the air. So initial construction, maintenance, and tech savviness costs are high. However, aggregate systems include some open and closed systems. Also, speaking of the, the, the nutrients we keep mentioning in the water, a lot of stuff is already in the water, but some of the stuff you have to add, especially depending on, on where you get the water from, so, so stuff you, you might want to consider adding is carbon, hydrogen, oxygen you might not need, nitrogen, something to look out for depending on how long your pipes are, and then like calcium and sulfur depending on what you're growing, and some small stuff you might want to, um, like if you're doing large scale stuff, you might want to think about adding like, um, like iron or in some cases chlorine depending on the plant to keep the bugs out. Um, but it, it really does depend on the plant and how long your tubes are and where you get the water from. Because if if you get the water yourself, a lot of a lot of the water that you can collect from rain already has the stuff in it. But if you get it from like your sink, it doesn't have much stuff in it. You know what this whole thing makes me question though? What? Is this system really cost beneficial to the farmer? Because it seems like a lot of work just to grow some plants. Yes, it is. Actually, it is very. Do we have any statistics on that? Because that would be a good Twitter post, to be honest. I can find some. I have stuff somewhere. Um, Poggers. It's, it's not especially cost efficient in in um, rural areas because it takes a lot of electricity and water. Which, just being in a rural area, they don't have a lot of access to water and and stuff. I that mean, is I true. Guess, depending on what you're growing there. But in cities, like, you can't grow potatoes on the side of the street in Chicago, but you can buy an empty warehouse and grow up to, like, 15 times the yield that you could somewhere in the country. Why do I feel like nobody is actually growing potatoes in downtown Chicago, though? They are. They are. It's it's really cool, actually. Have, have you ever been? Stuff. I've not been there. They don't let you That, that would be a pretty cool place to see, to be honest. Stupid. But, like, the other thing is, like, 
farmers, like actual like farmers that like don't have a lot of money, they aren't going to be able to like invest in something this much. So I feel like this is more for like big operations that bring That's in true. a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like big mega corporation farmers. Well, I mean, it's not too much mega corporations. It's like. It's like, you know, you've got the CEO at the mega corporation and then you've got his liberal son who who doesn't like his mega corporation. So they grow spinach yeah. and water instead. Yeah. But I mean like I don't know. I guess, I guess I guess it all kind of just depends on the scale that you want to build because I guess it could be manageable cost-wise if it's not like yeah. a huge system, you, you know a, what I mean? You need a lot of startup money for sure. Yeah, but like to be if fair, it's like you a, also need a lot of startup money to buy 270 acres of farm to farm on, but that is true. But like a lot of times, it's passed on through like families, you know. That's, like that's the great point. great grandmother dies and gives it to a great 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 grandson and so on, you know. Yeah. Also, I've seen a lot of people around here actually start with just like 10 feet of pipe outside a window, and they're just growing like 10 potatoes. Then, like around your house. Well, like not around my house, but in the area. Ooh. you should Party's like start a coming out of fashion, man. You should start a hydro hydroponic farm outside of your bedroom window. To be honest, I was <laughs> I've been thinking about it. When actually. people pull up to your house, they just see like massive potatoes hanging out of the <laughs> hey, window. Hey, what a potato! <laughs> yes, we're not done yet, John. We've got aggregate systems, and they're they they're they're, they're all the same. I'm not going to lie to you. They're all the same. Um, you've got rock wool culture, which is the most widely used medium. And, oh, wait, I forgot the part where I tell you that aggregate systems include some open and closed system. Anyways, rock wool culture is the most widely used medium in hydroponics. And when I say medium, I mean stuff other than dirt that you plant the plant in to give the roots some structure. Rockwool is, it's kind of cool, actually. It's ground up basalt that's, like, heated up in a furnace and spun into threads to make us, like, a like a sort of wool. It's light, and it's sold in cubes, and you, you put a seed in there, and it grows. Um, some, some people use sand, and there's nothing special about the sand. It is just sand. I you love know, like sand. Those, <laughs> I hate sand. It's coarse, and it's rough, and it gets everywhere. But, like... It's so, like, nice to, like, walk on the beach and have it, like, rubbing between your toes, you know? Yeah, but try washing it out of your hair. Why would you I get sand in your head? I don't head? have hair anymore. You haven't even ever been to a beach, though, have you? Yes, I have! There's a beach in Chicago. But, like, that's kind of a fake beach. No, it's not. It's real. It's natural sand. It doesn't go to an ocean, though. I've been to the ocean. I've been you to have? both oceans. Really? In the Yeah. I, I thought you said it. that you've never been to the ocean before. I, I think you're pulling my chain, pal. Go look. Maybe maybe you said you've never been to South Carolina. I have never been to the one in South Carolina. I've been to New Jersey. Have you ever been to like a southern beach like Florida? No. Oh. No, no. My grandma has. Yeah. I heard about that, to be honest. <laughs> she left me. Oh, yeah, you were here when she was there. Yeah. Because you were you were gonna have to cringle set if not there, remember? <laughs> uh, the only closed systems that people use with aggregate systems are gravel mediums and NFT rock wool hybrids, which aren't used. So I'm gonna skip them. 
The specifics of these systems, like I said, are generally the same. They're further categories categorized into a couple of techniques. The Wix system, which is actually pretty cool, is by far the simplest system. At the bottom, you have a tank, like a, a tote or a bin with water and stuff. You've got the air pump just like before, with a tube leading into a reservoir with your water and your stuff, and it aerates the water. And you've got two, or sometimes one, or sometimes more wicks, like a thicker candle wick that are used to soak up the water, and you stick that in your reservoir, and you drill some holes into your tank and stuff the wicks up into your medium, and it, it takes the moisture from your reservoir up into the um, medium. Uh, the other system that people use a lot is drip systems, and it's the exact same setup as the wick system, but with no wick, and instead you've got like a pump that brings water to the top above your medium and drips the stuff down. Which I think if you're going to do that and call it hydroponics, why don't you just use dirt? Yeah, like, that's true. Like, like you like could easily point? make like an automatic watering system and that would yeah. be... Yeah. I get it's expensive saying. dirt at that point, I think. Right, yeah. Anyways... That's fake hydroponics. On to the nutrient management techniques. Uh, water, there's there's one, the two techniques, I guess. Um, there's the one that you should be using, which is where it does it itself. Water, pH, and electrical conductivity levels are all automatically controlled via your pump. Or you, you, could, you could just, like, do it yourself, you know put the stuff in your water. If it's a large operation, you should have something doing it itself because what are you going to do standing here all day pouring sulfur into a water tank? But if yes. it's a small system, then just pump it in there and you should be good for a week. There's there's a lot of ways to control these levels, but unfortunately I'm not tech savvy, so that's for another show. Err. And that's that's all I've got for hydroponics, John. Do you have anything else? I don't think I do, to be honest. I think you pretty pretty much summed up hydroponics. That's good. That's good. I love hydroponics. So do I. So is anybody oh, going to do an outro? Uh, <laughs> thanks for li we didn't even do an intro, did we? Thanks oh, yeah. for listening to, <laughs> to Rob's. Uh, Thanks. It's been a couple episodes since. Thank you for listening to Rob's Random Stuff and have a good night.